Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. We're still here on the block. Austin and Rico Strick should be back with us tomorrow. We're going to talk NFL head coach openings. But something Five spots. But this is why we keep Twitter open during the show. Stuff comes up. Big thanks to Brett McMurphy on this one. He's with the Action Network. He posted a couple of uh, final coaches polls, at least the top six. We'll start with the national champion head coach for a baseline here. Kirby Smart's final coaches poll ballot top six. He ranked his team number one. Shocker. Should have done. They won it. Mm -hmm. Puts TCU number two, Michigan three, Ohio State four. Nothing to quibble with there. That's that's how it shook out. That's how it was. Makes perfect sense to me. At number five, I don't want to call it a spicy pick because I can see an argument for it, especially if this team is at full strength. By the end of the year, probably not. But Kirby has Tennessee at number five. Okay. I guess. Number six, he has Alabama. (laughs) Also defensible, given the way their season went. Uh, Played well in the the win over K-State in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Good for them on that one. But a a down year by Bama standards. Yeah, they had two losses. They did. And they lost to teams that were clearly better than them. They had two losses by... Well, not clearly. I guess the LSU one is a little fluky, but Tennessee was better than Bama this year. They had two losses by a combined, what, three points? Yes. (laughs) So that's Kirby Smart's ballot. Let's flip to. I mean, Nick's, it makes sense. It yeah, does. the national champion, the the uh, other team that played in the well was at the national championship game. I wouldn't say played; they were there. Um, then, then the two teams that were also in the playoffs, you could flip flop those however you want. But mm-hmm. one of them beat the other, so it makes sense to have them above them. Tennessee, who was you know until their quarterback tore his ACL, was probably on track to be another playoff team. Mm-hmm. And then you know Alabama, who's Alabama? It makes sense. It does. Totally defensible by Kirby. Nick Saban's on the other hand. Nick. Nick Saban went Nick Saban on this one. Nick, what are you doing? Again, I will say this going in. There's a difference between sticking up for your guys, believing in them, and just being ridiculous. Nick Saban's being ridiculous here. He does put Georgia number one. As you Probably should. out of some sense of obligation. I don't think he wanted to. No. He definitely didn't. That's his, that's his former assistant. He doesn't lose to his former assistants. He used to not. He has two years in a row now. Mm-hmm. Number two on Nick Saban's ballot is his own Crimson Tide. Are you kidding me? What are we doing here? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. No. Refuse to believe it. (laughs) Nick Saban puts Alabama at number two on his ballot. Again, I get sticking up for your guys. I get believing in your team. Come on. You did not have a legitimate argument to get in the playoffs this year. Austin, Austin. Nick Saban and Alabama beat Kansas State. Kansas State beat TCU. TCU (laughs) beat Michigan. Michigan beat Ohio State. <laughs> those three teams were in the playoff. Ipso facto, Alabama beat all three of those teams. They're number two. Nick Saban is the uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia guy with yep. the uh, the strings. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Look. Come on, man. One line connects the other. Alabama's number two. TCU three, Michigan four, Ohio State five, Tennessee six. Round out Nick Saban's ballot. Yeah, Alabama's better than the team that beat them. Any other year, I could buy an argument that Bama was more talented. Mm-hmm. Alabama was not more talented than Ohio State this year. No. Alabama 
I think Alabama maybe more talented than Michigan, but it didn't bear out on the field. No, I think Alabama would have beaten Ohio State this year just because... Both teams were kind of dinged up. So Alabama's defense was iffy this season. Ohio mm-hmm. State's defense was iffy this season. Mm-hmm. I think Alabama and the physicality that they can play with with a Jameer Gibbs at running back would have beaten Ohio State the same way that Michigan did. I can see an argument for it. My guess would be that Ohio State keeps it a little closer oh, yeah. against Bama. Oh, yeah. Bama still probably Michigan, wins that game. Jay Foreman said this multiple times. Michigan, the last two years, has played perfect the two times they've beaten Ohio State. Pretty much. And he, and he said it multiple times also. What are the odds you play uh, perfect you know, going into the playoff? They didn't. What are the odds no. you play perfect a third year in a row against Ohio State? Not very likely. Pretty slim. Pretty slim. I will say I didn't get a chance to bring this up uh, before it happened, but I was really high on Michigan entering the playoff this year because of how they beat Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Ohio State pretty much took the run game away in the first half. It was big plays for Michigan in the passing game that we hadn't seen out of them, and that gave me confidence that they could you know, match TCU on that level. Mm -hmm. Clearly did not happen. Oh, they matched them. Well... Matched up against them, did yeah. not did not match. They them. were going blow for blow for a while. You know, two pick sixes will kind of do that to you, though. It will. <laughs> it will. Here's another thing I want to talk about: Tennessee. Not a fan base, not a program that I pay a lot of attention to. Uh, I think they've been written off in the SEC, given how those sports have gone recently. Basketball's had an uptick with Rick Barnes. Mm-hmm. The two sports I want to focus on, though, especially this last season for both of them. In football and baseball. That baseball team was the clear overall deserving number one seed coming to Omaha. Mm-hmm. Blew up in their face. Hmm. I don't know if that was you know just the wrong mix of too much swagger, not playing your best ball at the right time, but clearly that was a talented team for Tennessee last year. Mm-hmm. They, I think, got their comeuppance more like Arizona as the two seed in March oh. Madness. Tennessee football, though, Hendon Hooker's injury... It's a completely different story. If, they they could have had two national championships in Knoxville this year if the baseball team gets its head screwed on straight and if Hendon Hooker doesn't get hurt. That's going to be a big what if in, in, in the college football annals of history is what if Hendon Hooker doesn't get hurt. Georgia was clearly better than Tennessee. They beat him in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Give Tennessee a second shot, especially after the way it's hard to beat a team Ohio twice. State opened things up. I'm just saying Tennessee might have had a shot in the matchup. It would have been a good game. At least you think it would have been better than sixty-five that. to seven. Are you going to go out on that limb? I think I'm going to step might, out. That I far? think I might go out on that limb and say that Tennessee probably also handles TCU, not to the tune of sixty-five <laughs> to seven, but they handle TCU and Georgia doesn't handle Tennessee to that level. I think I'll go out on a limb and say that I, if I, if Hendon Hooker is healthy, mm-hmm. I think that limb is strong enough. You and I can comfortably step out there yeah, I think and not st- feel bad about having to hold I think on might, for dear life. I think I might stand there for a while. Sure. Real quick, before we get to the crossover with old school, I want to touch on the, the NFL head coach openings. There are five of them. Mm-hmm. You have the Panthers, the Cardinals, the Colts, the Broncos, and the Texans all open. You have your choice. All five want you. How are you ranking those jobs in order of desirability? Texans last. Panthers second to last. Uh, no, Broncos second to last. They don't have their own first round pick. 
Panthers third, Cardinals second, Colts first. Okay. I'm with you in Houston's last. Don't mm-hmm. trust that front office. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I'll put Denver second to last as well because of that division. It's still Kansas City's division. Mm-hmm. I know you have a really good defense in place. I know you have some offensive weapons around there. But if you're stuck with Russell Wilson and no first-round pick, <sighs> and you're in that division, yeah. again, the division wasn't as good this season as we thought it was going to be. Chargers didn't play up to their level. Raiders obviously didn't. We know what happened in Denver. Mm-hmm. Denver's defense is good enough to win that division. Denver's no. defense is Denver's good enough to win that division. isn't as elite as Kansas City's offense is. No, but it's strong enough that it can hold, and it's done it time and time again, hold Kansas City to under their regular scoring output and put a scare into them if their offense is average. If Russell Wilson is, is an average quarterback... Denver puts a scare into Kansas City. Do you, do you know how many times straight it is Kansas City has beaten Denver? 15. Yeah. Kansas City owns that series right now. I know they do, but there have been a lot more close games, especially in Denver, than there have been, you know, Kansas City sure. just manhandling them like they do with, you know, it, and that's just what it is in the division is these teams know you. They play mm-hmm. you twice. You're not going to manhandle them both times. Probably not. Maybe once. You'll get them in Kansas City. But when you go to go to those places, it's it's a little harder. It sure is. I'll, I'll put the Colts at number three. Okay. I was a strong Jim Ursay guy before the season. I thought he did a good job of not repeating the sins of his father mm-hmm. in meddling and stepping in. Threw all that goodwill out the window with me. <laughs> I still think the right coach, but really the right leader, can get that team you know, back to playing at at least a playoff caliber team level. Mm -hmm. I think Frank Reich's voice got a little tired. I think injuries played a part in it. I mean, Shaq Leonard barely played the season. The offensive line was banged up. Mm -hmm. Some of that is on Chris Ballard because it has to be. Some of it's on the players. Some of it's on the coaching. So I think if I'm a coach and I get assurances from Ursay, he'll stay out. And that I trust in Chris Ballard, it could be okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll put the Cardinals at number two. San Francisco is a lot better this year than I gave them credit for. Seattle shocked the world. They really were. happen. No. I still think Phoenix is a good enough free agent destination, Mm -hmm. and you're going to have a new GM that's going to be hiring you. That's most likely three to four years that you have to work with something. Now that there's a whole lot there in Arizona, but if Kyler Murray comes back healthy, you have an above-average NFL quarterback there. I can get a first round pick for Kyler Murray. Or you can do that. Multiple first round picks for Kyler Murray. Or you can go that route. That that's, works too. That's one hundred percent the route I'm going. And I'm gonna put Carolina at number one because of the division they play in. Tom Brady's leaving. Yep. The Bucks defense is good. What do they have at quarterback? It's not elite and anymore. how old are they? That's true. They're very old. The Saints, Dennis Allen, I'm not sold on. I doubt Sean Payton is coming back to New Orleans He's if he bad. gets back into coaching. Again, another solid defense, but not world-beating. Mm-hmm. And who the heck knows what's going on in Atlanta? Does that franchise know what it is, what it wants? Desmond Ritter is the future. I guess. I put their over-under wins at 7.5. They won 7. I was really close. Good line. Great <laughs> line. But right now, 7 feels like it that's for probably Atlanta. It. Granted, yeah. that's probably enough to win the division although, some year. Although, for the first, what, six weeks of the season, they decided 
that Kyle Pitts should not be a receiving tight end. He should be a blocking tight end, which yeah. made zero yeah, no. sense and could have Good contributed job, to a Smith. couple losses. Good job, Arthur Smith. Yeah. Well done. That's why they hired you. Yeah, 100%. You take this guy or who's not. an elite athlete at tight end who you can also use a receiver, and you put him in line, and you say, hey, you know what you should do? Block. Right? That sounds like a great idea. The other thing that a lot of people are probably going to call me crazy for this. I'm not a full believer in this guy, but Carolina's offensive line is good enough that Sam Darnold looked not the worst behind it by the end of the season. Sam Darnold. A solid defense with some pieces there, but a solid Sam Darnold you can at least work with mm-hmm. as a bridge type guy if you can go trade for someone you like better or, you know, trade up for a high pick. Sam Darnold looks like the best Jets quarterback this season. Well, second best behind yeah. Mike White. Mike White. Now there's a guy. That was a surprise. Now here's a guy. No, I'm so I have the Colts at number one just because I mean, like you said, they had a bunch of injuries. They're gonna have hopefully next year their offensive line back to 100. percent uh, Shaq Leonard back to 100. percent And that defense is, is is solid. It's passable. It's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The offensive line, when it's healthy, is elite. Mm-hmm. You have the number four pick in the draft. Don't be stupid. Don't overthink it. Are you if saying one the of Colts those, are the Warriors when they drafted Jonathan Kaminga? If one of those two is there, take him. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Not Levis. Please, do no. not overthink it. Do not take it. Will Levis. No. If both of them are gone, do not take a quarterback because nobody else is worth a top five pick. The only guy I don't want Indy to take in the top five is Jalen Carter. Mm. Again, that guy's really good. I get it. He played an integral role on that Georgia team. You have DeForest Buckner and you have Grover Stewart. I was say your defense should have been an All Pro this year. Your defensive year. line is fine. Yes, your defensive line is is good. I will take Will Anderson as a rusher. Colts haven't had a whole lot of pass rush juice. Quiddy Pay mm-hmm. had his moments, but again, kind of nicked up here. Will and Anderson there. will be gone. Will he though? Will Anderson will be gone. He, will he Anderson probably should, should be. be gone. He should be. So if I you, saw a mock draft where Jalen Carter went number one. I would love that for the Colts. That is resist the temptation. What are you doing? What are you doing? He's a better pick than his teammate from last year, Travon Walker, in that spot. What are you spot. doing? I trust Jalen Carter more. I know he doesn't play a premium position. Hey, Travon position. Walker had four and a half sacks this year. I know, but Jalen Carter at least dominated in college. Travon <laughs> Walker had flashes. Jalen Carter it was, a weird was pick. the mountain. Yeah, it was a weird pick. Aiden Hutchinson, defensive rookie of the year? Yeah? No. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner's good. Or uh, the corner uh, in Seattle. T rookie? Tariq Woolen. Yeah. That's another good I one. think that's your race. It's, I think it's sauce because you got to think that Jets defense was the, pretty saucy, and the the flash, the panache. Yes, wearing the cheese hat out of Lambo. It's, it's part of it. it. No matter how much you want to say it's just about play, it's also about a face. And he's and got he's, the media market. For he's it. one of the he's one of the faces of that <laughs> the, that rookie defensive class. Plus, he has the name sauce. That he does. Well, that'll just about put a bow here on uh, on the block coming up next. We'll cross it over with old school DP and J in the building after this.